Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My talkers, how is it going? What a beautiful Monday we are having. Lori and Julia are in studio, and it was a beautiful weekend as well, where I'm sure we had some great weekend claims to fame. And I love how this weather just continues into this oh, Monday, you guys. Nice. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Gorgeous. It is so nice. So anyone have a weekend claim to fame? Don't give us your concert review yet, Julia. Because oh. you did right. go to Chris Stapleton, and I my did. God, that got a great review. So we want to hear from you. But did you have any other weekend claims to fame? Nothing. Just enjoying the fall weather. Beautiful. Yeah. How about you, Grant? Uh, Yeah, I enjoyed the beautiful fall weather. Did some yard work on Saturday. Saturday night, I went down to the armory with some of my friends who were into electronic dance music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. EDM or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. This this particular artist is like one of the top five in the world. He's more on the trance side of things. I learned a lot about EDM this weekend. Was it fun? Yeah, it was actually kind of fun considering when the main act goes on at midnight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was still pretty oh fun. I was walking my. out of there too. Julia and I have been in Vegas for the Daisy yes, Festival, yes, which yeah. is a big EDM festival like yeah. in May. And we see lots of people rolling through the casino on their way to shows. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was a fun crowd watcher for sure. How about you, Lori? Uh, you know, I went out. I, I went out with a vengeance. Casey, you know, he hasn't been at home. We haven't seen each other for a couple of weekends, so we hit Mancini's on Friday night, and it it was like a sauna in there. It was so packed. Nice. People Curious. are out and about, and there was fun. a fun band called the Feral Cats, and we had a lot of fans there. And then on Saturday, I got sucked into this, this the Mariners game because my mom called uh-huh. me. She said, the Mariners are playing, you know, the, da, 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 da. and then Casey put the game on, and I'm like, oh, eight to one, damn well, they'll play again. Then the next thing, Casey's like, get down here. It was on the TV in the background the whole day, and they just kept getting a hit here, a hit there, a hit yeah. here, a hit there. Yeah, that was a big comeback. Yeah, they erased a seven-run home run. It was the biggest road comeback in playoff history. Yeah. They've ne- there's never been a team that's come Isn't that amazing? from so far behind. That's so super fun. My mom said people in Seattle are losing their minds because it's, they're the first time in 21 years they've been in the playoffs. Yeah. And before that, it was even like seven or... I mean, this team has such droughts in between playoff runs that mm-hmm. they des- this city deserves it. Like you yeah. said, the whole city's going nuts. And the C- Seahawks is be- doing better because my sister is a big Seahawks yes. fan. And D- uh, Russell Wilson is imploding in Denver. So so really. It's a great time to be a Seattle <laughs> fan. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, my mom was like, "How you didn't have a heart attack. She said, no, but I peed my pants, but I was prepared. <laughs> oh, but I was prepared. I was prepared. <laughs> I was Good old posy pads. I remember when she sent her husband to get posed. She wrote down P O I S E pads, and he was looking in the kitchen. I remember this area. Yes, and finally had to ask a lady, "Where, where are the pose poise pads?" And that was some kind of newfangled kitchen sponge. Hey, but know. anyway, she's on cloud nine. Oh yeah, you know, it'd be so fun. Yeah, because okay. yeah. she's a hardcore. And I then, thought of you right away as soon oh, as I saw you. it. Yeah. I texted you. I was like, October gosh. baseball, the Mookie. only time I really love baseball. And yeah. then we went to um, Schuler's on. Saturday, 
Um, well, we went to dinner at the, is it the Creekside? It's the old I, Pepitos. Yeah. I, it's a supper club. Yeah. Kurt and Stephanie gave us yes. a, a gift card for enjoying, you know, doing their book, book thing. Yeah. thing. So very good. Very yes. good food. But um, I swear I still smelled Pepitos in the cement walls. Could you really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. still have dreams about like the first time I went there and I mean, ate the salsa and was just in the bathroom all night. Oh, oh, yeah, the hot one. That hot salsa there. Oh, it was very, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we went to Schuler's and Jonah and the Whale. I always keep thinking you're going to Schuler's Shoes. No, Schuler's Tavern. Because you've said it three times. I'm like, well, why did you go to the shoe store? No, Schuler's Tavern in Golden Valley and Jonah and the Whales were playing, and they're a great cover band. And we were just, you know, just. Having fun, and then the band took a break, and then they did the Cupid Shuffle, and then they did the Wobble. And so I was teaching, quote-unquote, a group of people how to wobble, but wobble wrong, because I had forgotten the dance. I only knew parts of it, but I had all these people doing everything I was doing. You love to do this. You love to lead dances. I do. I know. You let us in. What's Gangnam, Gangnam style, style at the weddings. weddings. I, you you grand, I love a line dance. <laughs> and you like to lead. I do. And That's so true. I was leading these group of gals, and they, I'm like, I've forgotten some of the things that they just did what I did. It was like yes. Simon Says. They're very fun. <laughs> so that very, was, very that, fun. That was kind of fun. But yeah, weekend. Casey was, um, he, gee, he did a lot of yard work. It was, oh, it was the weekend to do it. Saturday, I crushed three yards full of leaves, myself and my two neighbors. Oh, you did? And we look like this little country club compared oh, to the whole neighborhood. Because nice. we're just it's so nice pristine. to have it done. Yeah. I love the smell of the crunchy leaves. We took a walk yesterday and it just smells like fall. Yeah. It does. You yeah. know? It does. So, and then Casey was asking me some gardening questions. I said, I don't know. Larry Farr is on this week, I'm sure. He's on Thursday. Nice. Yeah, to give us our... We have a busy week. And every day this week, we're giving away a pair of tickets to the Minnesota Wild. That's right. Which is a big deal. The home opener is this Wednesday, Mm -hmm. I think. I think it is, yes. the tickets aren't for that. Nope. But um, every day For the day 20th of October against Vancouver. Oh, yeah. really? Nice little neighbors to the did north. Did someone send us an email about that? Yeah, yeah we got one. Uh, yeah. To- yeah. Last mm-hmm. week or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. So. I'm still working on going to Lizzo tomorrow night. There, oh. are, there are tickets available. How cheap are they? $86 oh. up in the nosebleed seats. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm wondering, still waiting to. I'm wondering about the box office. What time when it go? Just being down at Excel when the box office opens. But I feel like Lizzo, all of her friends that want comp tickets are. She's probably got a lot she's, of people here that are on her list. It's usually, gonna, usually it's, gonna it's, gonna be it's not here, right? You no, know, I, I think feel like there's tickets that get turned back. I but, have it on my calendar that somehow I'm going to. Oh yeah, so I don't no. know what the miracle is going to happen for us, but I still yeah. am expecting to go. Yeah, I you just, know who you are, friend. Yeah, no, she's she's no good. She's already told us. I keep waiting. Yeah, you said you didn't want to go when I oh, asked you to buy tickets. I don't want to buy a ticket. Oh, Julia. No, I keep waiting for the free one. Oh, I, I saw Chris Stapleton Friday night and paid good money for that. That's oh, yeah. very true. I paid good money for did, that. Was that like nine months ago or something? Did you buy the tickets like a long last time ago? January? Yeah, I bought yeah. the tickets a long time ago. Before you knew you were going to be married, so you probably didn't have a ticket for your husband. This is true. <laughs> That's okay. I went with some 
some girlfriends. Oh, and it was a girlfriend gr- night. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, first of all, the warm up person. Well, wait, let's hold that thought because it's right. time to take a break. When oh, we, all right. When we come back, it's two stories we can't get enough of. One of them is the Chris Carl or the Chris Stapleton concert review, and the other one is Miss Brandy Carlisle. We'll be right back. Brandy Carlisle, but L King, I know, was one of the opening acts or X's and O's. Yeah, was one uh, of the opening acts for Chris Stapleton. She was so good. And she's the daughter of Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. That's right. She's and amazing. She, and she made her like movie debut um, in Deuce, um, Deuce Gigolo. Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo? Yes, she yes. was in that movie was, with her yeah. father. Her real name is Tanner Schneider. Oh, that's so cool. But her mom's name, um, Rob Schneider's been married for three times, and his first wife was model London King. So she just took the name as L King. But she was great. Chris Stapleton's fantastic. I kind of thought he was going to have this other person because CBS This Morning did a profile on this new artist named Joy Aladukan. Does this ring a bell with anybody? No. And they have a new song out called Sweet Symphony, Chris Stapleton and this Joy. And she is amazing. It's just amazing. And he was supposed to have a special guest with them, and I kept thinking it was going to be this Joy, but it wasn't. I think it's his wife. Yeah, I think, yeah, she was there. But anyway, it was lovely. It was good. It was great. It was fun. It was late. Yeah. It was late. late. You know know me. I am. It's a beautiful song. Sweet Symphony. So I, so I was learning the words to this new song, Lori, on Friday. Okay. When I did not get up from bed until probably noon. <laughs> I was cool. so exhausted. Yeah. I didn't get up till noon, and I read, finished this great book that we have coming on next week. That poster girl is really mm-hmm. good. But um, it was it was super fun. It was busy. Downtown was yeah, crazy oh, busy. Because Casey and I had uh, burgers at, the main, at Grand 7. Yeah. And... I go, oh, I forgot the Chris Stapleton. Yes. And, uh, but I said, just drive around the block. My parking genie is going to kick in. And my parking genie kicked in. You, and we got did. a street spot. Yeah, it was, it was really it was, busy. It was popping. I think Chris Riemenschneider said it was 16,000 people. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of CBS Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Brandy Carlisle was on, um, you know, it's a distant competition to CBS Sunday Morning, but Willie Geis in his Today Show, yes, Sunday Show, he does have good. Um, he has great guests, guests mm-hmm. interviews, and they spend some time. So he had, uh, talked with Brandy Carlisle, and they showed like um, they talked about being at Newport Jazz Festival and Joni Mitchell, and and Brandy said they had no idea Brand that Joni was going to sing. Serious, <clears throat> both sides okay. They just wanted her to come out and. They were having, yeah, playing different songs. They had no idea. And she, and then she said, I was really, we were all just crying tears of joy. We just couldn't believe that she was singing. So here's just a little of Brandy with uh, Willie Geist. Do you remember when you felt like you made it, so to speak? The entire time. (laughs) If I won a karaoke contest, if I was busking and there were 30 people when I opened my eyes, uh, the entire time. It's, it's, it's actually ridiculous. It could have been quite a miss. <laughs> but there were giant leaps. In 2008, when her song The Story was featured in a General Motors commercial during the Beijing Summer Olympics. In 2019, when she launched the supergroup The High Women with Marin Morris, Natalie Hemby, and Amanda Shires. 
and this breathtaking performance at the 2019 Grammys, where she won three awards. As soon as I finished the song, I was like, this will change my entire life. And it absolutely did change my entire life. How so? The shows got bigger. You know, the audiences got bigger. We started to make a little bit of money. I got to start hanging out in circles that I was just reading about. Aww. And and so what's weird is so I'm talking to little one, little sister on Saturday, and I'm just online at the same time, and I'm on people.com. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Joni Mitchell died. Did you hear about this false oh, report that people make? Is, and I said, there's no oh, way. No. And I'm like, it says that Joni Mitchell died on people Saturday. People did apologize. They, they, uh, they posted I an know. obituary and then took it down like with, I don't know how quickly, but then I they apologized. S- it was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, no, she didn't, did she? And then I'm all of a sudden, I'm all over Googling it and it's nowhere else. And I'm like, but why would people publish? And then I thought, they is did. this they another? They apologized that- on Twitter and yeah, Instagram and did a retraction. And, and Sat- yeah, it was crazy. Cause I'm like, there's no way, but they, then it makes me wonder, is she like not, not doing well or something? And I do know, you know, we know that media, you know, publications, they have, have obits ready, ready to go. Um, I don't know if it's an age demarcation, if it's an illness thing. It's a little bit of they both. they can keep adding I read, to it. I read a, a book. It's one of the top books, The Nowhere, something, whatever. But the author's husband is a pre-obit writer. And so they get, every time there's an update they, on that person, they put it in. Kind of like a Wikipedia page, yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. They do that um, for popular people in their community in right, their right. area and well-known people but yeah who knows but it was just so random because i'm like oh my god Joni mitchell just died and you know she's she's fragile she's fragile yeah so that's, you could that could have been yeah, potentially that's a, true that's a, well and obviously they got there it's like uh you know what happened with uh you know wally uh, the the beaver you know oh, oh yes 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 um tony dowd yeah. they reported him as dead like, 24 hours before he died right right and it came from the call came from the within the house right oh my god i gotta tell you someone who taxed my brain this morning um <laughs> don't mean the, to laugh i just yeah i, I just like view, that term Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yes yes i saw her tax my brain talking about halloween that she doesn't want to be on it anymore she's ready to say goodbye no, to the character. wasn't that oh, no it was that how how Lori Stroud is all of us. I mean, I oh, was God. just, I was ironing because I'm going to Las Vegas this week and I'm mm-hmm. getting a war. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
wardrobe together, Grant. That's right. And I'm ironing options, and I'm just like, I put down my iron, and I just shouted at the TV, we're not all Lori Stroud, Jamie Lee. I've and never she, even seen one. Yeah, she was trying to tie it in with me too and this. I oh. mean, I appreciate all of that, but <laughs> I mean, it just was just like, okay, don't make this be more than it is. It's a. It was always a great premise. John Carpenter came up with a great premise for a scary movie. Mm-hmm. The basis of any teenage babysitting story that you ever hear there the call is coming from in the house there's somebody at the window you know what i mean the person you can't see so anyway she just was taxing my brain i was just like i caught the tail of it it was very very annoying yeah and i love her but i was just like let's just talk about how we like to be scared or whatever but obviously she this is the story she's told herself you know, to be able to play the part of Laurie Stroud. Which she is has her to, best known part. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Well, I would argue trading places for many people. Um, of a only, certain age. Of a certain age. Yeah. But that that movie's worth uh, watching again if you've never seen it. Eddie Murphy and uh, Dan Aykroyd. And she had the best boobs in Hollywood. She still looks great. But I mean, oh, her, Remember that scene in True Lies where she danced in that lingerie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. I mean... I mean, yes, I, I remember I'd that. Lo- I would have loved to have, have those boobs for just like, you know, like 36 hours in Las Vegas. <laughs> in my twi- I mean, they were just truly, yeah, they were truly wonders of the world. So anyway, anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of funny. All right, Grant, what is happening with the traffic out there? All right, this will be a no-spoiler uh, alert, but just so you know, if you haven't watched uh, The House of the Dragon from last night's episode, it jumps forward 10 more years. Because so I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's a 10-year time jump. I thought it was five years based on in how we see the age jump is yep. the kids... Yes, or something. Gradually get a little bit The older. grandkids of the king yes. mm-hmm. um, all appear to, but you, you can't really tell because everybody else looks the same. And they changed when they had the last 10-year jump. You know what I'm saying? They changed the adult actors. Yes. And I had to look away. The king. Whoa. Anyway, it was, uh, it was really, I'm just going to say it set the stage for a total... Total storm and something mm. epic and awful happens and you can feel it coming. You can feel it coming. And yeah. then when it happens, I absolutely just jumped up in All my right. seat and yelled out loud. All right. It was pretty palatable. The tension this I think episode eight has been my favorite episode. Oh, good. So All right. Far. Good. Because I, you guys last week kept saying, you know, I really am liking the Lord of the Ring, the new thing. Well, the Ring. thing is, if you watch Power of the Rings and House of the Dragon at the same time, every once in a while, I get confused because there's like dragons and mythical creatures in both. Well but, said. Well said. But the uh, the Power, Power of the, the Ring, Ring is so epic. It yep. is so beautiful. But it and also the story, has a sense of humor and you care. And you care about you, people. You guys told me that last week. And so we got sucked into it this weekend. That is a great, great show. show, right? And it is the beauty of the scenes uh, and that you care about the characters because on the House of the Dragons, dragons there's no one to like. There's yeah, no exactly. one to like. Even the ones I thought I liked initially, I don't like anymore. Right. And that just is not is fun. Because you need to care a little bit about the characters. Agreed. I mean, that's why, like, we 
all three of us like like the last kingdom oh you know even though it's not typically anything you know i'm but it it has this historic heart it has a heart yeah you need you don't have that and the the rings of power has this heart yeah and i read a hollywood reporter had a story the showrunners um broke their silence on the backlash that this movie has had the the miniseries this has yes and the backlash and they're two first-time showrunners who embarked on this five years ago when the Tolkien family wow. decided to sell the appendices, which is what this is based on. Right. And 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 Jeff Bezos and Amazon ended up bidding on it. They had the best thing. But it it uh you know, they had thirteen hundred people on the crew. They were filming and then COVID happened and this huge budget and um, and the backlash is more Amazon Jeff Bezos. Yes, and they said, you know, there's been this thing, this cynical thing, where this was just a cash, you know, Jeff Graf. Bezos, f- yeah, f- yeah. Uh, flexing his muscle. And he said, this is a labor of love for everybody involved. And Bezos, he's all he d- is the money. Yeah, he is no anything. And he's the the showrunners talked about how they've had. Um, you know, there's been a bot campaign to post these negative consumer right, reviews right. and just how they had to turn out the noise because also Hollywood is very skeptical of first time showrunners. Anytime that anybody does something first, I mean, we found this with our nipples. Well, just anybody. Yeah. Anything that you do that's right. like just out, you people were like so, and there was jealousy, but they've never given an interview, but they just said it is a labor of love for the actors. For us, the writers, and notice a lot of women directing the episodes. I haven't noticed, but there's a lot of women in power. Yes. I mean, that's, that's one very, thing I do notice. Yeah. For the olden times. is So when you say this is the appendices. So it's called, it's like a 150 page little book that J.R. Tolkien called the appendices to the Lord of the Rings. And it sketches out what would have been the setup for Lord of the Rings, the before. Oh, it's the before that's right, time. That was the before. Okay. okay, so it was But it's prequel. like only 150 pages, right. and the Tolkien family, you know, hadn't wanted to sell it for years and years. Right. I, Vanity Fair had a story on about it, and the only thing the family wanted besides was, you know, big, I think they mm-hmm. got paid $150 million. It's a nice chunk for 150 pages. Isn't mm-hmm. it? And the only... Uh, stipulation that they had was that they had to approve of the Tolkien scholar, which apparently at at esteemed universities all over the world, there are Tolkien scholars to interpret, discuss what he meant so that their grandfather's vision stays true and pure to the writing of the book. Okay, fine. Okay. And you know And if you notice at the end credits, they say the name of the Tolkien scholar. And the first Tolkien scholar that the family approved of and the showrunners approved of turned out to have issues and they had to get rid of him. He was a problem child and then they How hired fascinating. him. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I, I will say cuz like, 
you know, we were talking about this yesterday with mom, and she hated and walked out of Lord of the Rings movies. The orc battle. I had no desire to see one of those, and you would always say they're fantastic. But I like, I had no desire. Because in Lord of the Rings, you know, you get taken in with, you know... Um, the people were so ugly. The Hobbit. No, but you get taken in with, you know, the the Hobbits. And, you know, the what's their, what are their names, you know, played by Sally Field, Sean Astin, those characters. Oh, the, well, there's the Hobbits, there's... But, what are but they, I just never wanted to do it. Yeah. I like this, though. Yes. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I, the, the mystique, it's it, it's the it's the majesty behind, the mystique behind because it Because we're getting the setup. We know when you jump into Lord of the Rings, everything's already happening. You know, there's already these bad lands and these right. things that have gone on and people have adapted. Now we're getting to look at the magical time before, before all this happened. It's and, magic. And it's so good. Oh, my gosh. The one city I just was like, I could live there. Yeah. I could live there. It, it's really beautiful. Yeah, and apparently Bezos had read these books when he was a kid. And loved I mean, them. he is yeah. an honest uh, lover of the book, and he um, and and HBO pitched the Tolkien estate on retelling this third age. You know, um, because remember, Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson's trilogy, grossed three billion. Dollars. They shot them all together in New Zealand, remember? And 17 Oscars. And that was before the Hobbit series, too. Yes. And I've never seen that either. But the estate um, felt that Jackson eviscerated it. Well, imagine this is 150 pages. You know what I mean? You you can't have everything. We didn't have streaming. We didn't have these 10 part series. I thought Peter Jackson did a brilliant job in the movies, right? Yeah, any of that. But anyway. So they really, the studios really had to woo this the Tolkien family, family. Wow. to get it. And, and it was their passion, these two showrunners, Jeff Bezos being a true, that he'd read Fan. the books yeah, when yeah, he was yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. That, conv- that won the day with the family because everybody was bidding. Of course. Yes, on this. Yeah. Yes. And everyone would have spent it, but they wanted to know that, that these the storytelling of Power of the Rings would be the magic that they envisioned. And it is. And it, it, is. And it really, I, I can't tell you. I was just like, because it's not my thing, but I, I love it. It's so good. And the the watching it, because I think it's in 4G or 5G or whatever, because yeah. the streaming services, you get a higher quality right. on your TV. It's 4K. Um, 4K. 4K, 5G thank you. is cell phone. Thank you, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> cell phone TV. I know, I'm sorry. But it's, it's right. so vivid and gorgeous yeah and you're right it is like very uh, heavy with the female women you know that being the driving thing because of course in the beginning days you know maybe we were on this women ruled right we didn't get uh, you know put down and put in our place later but anyway so we like that part of it but also i am amazed at what they are doing with the the imagery to create what you're seeing to the cgi artists yeah it's amazing. It it's, is it's amazing. A, it's aesthetically... It must employ so many people in Hollywood. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's the most gorgeous. So, I, I yeah, really... the scenery is almost as good to watch as the story itself. When I went yeah. into the Water City, whatever that one was called. Oh, Numenor. I'm Numen- just like, yes. how can anything be this gorgeous and I want to go? I know. Because <laughs> you feel like when you're going between the fjords or the mountains yeah, or what the it, rocks. it's incredible. I'm like, I want to go. Yeah. Where is this? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, they, they have a home run. So people, yeah. you're right. I mean, and it they just, do. It, there was evil online tro- trolling, trolling that was happening. That was, but it, like anything, 
sometimes when there's like such an outcry about something, you go, well, I want to see it. And I thought Casey and I were like, we like the movies. Right. And we kind of do like a fantasy, it's medieval. It's, you know, I like this kind of and you take like, us away. Take us away. Yeah, take exactly. us away. I and no, we're only only two more episodes. And it's not yeah. so um, dark. Yes, lots, like, of hope. Like, lots of hope. There's hope. Like House of Dragon is House of the Dragon is so dark. It, it's grim. You just it's sit relentlessly on. grim. It's it, instead of having boobs and dragon, we're having incest and dragons. You uh, know, with dark screens. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it's dark. Yeah. I like the hopefulness and the joy in this. It's really uh, an as unexpected thing. Yes. So if you have Amazon and you think you won't like it, you, you will. You, I really just get through the first one. Yeah. First one's just hard. Yeah. It's but they're long. setting it up. Yeah, they're setting it up, and you're like, and remember, you don't need to understand what's going on. Not yet. Enjoy. It'll unfold. Yeah. Enjoy the scenery mm-hmm. and just sit back and don't yeah. ask questions. That's true. <laughs> that's so true. I know, because that's how I. Uh, that's how with Game of Thrones when that came on, I was just like, it reminded me of when you read a historical fictional you just novel. Gotta wait. And they have at the front oh, at of the, the beginning, book, and they have all the, the family families. trees. And I go, oh no, I can't handle this because you could refer back to it. Yes, but even like in the the dragon tattoo books, they had at the beginning. Yes, they the, did because you couldn't follow all the names. I like that little directory. Yeah, the visual, right? But how do you do it with the miniseries? It's pretty yeah. hard. You have to read a thing, or if they so, had, like or a, you can just sit back and just let you can. it. You know, and develop. and I think in the House of the Dragon, though, they do say that you can. There's an online podcast or something that you could watch at the same time or do something with weird. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. I, you know? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't want to have a show explained me if no, I can't is, get it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to sit back and not think. Yeah. Too hard to be honest right. with you. Escape versus. Think, I saw. Am I getting this? Yeah. I saw out the age jump because I was like Casey and I thought it was five years and I was quite shocked that it was ten, 10 years. Yeah, All wow. right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Because yeah. I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, only two more episodes of Rings of Power. But then the other epic that we have is Shantaram will be opening. So that'll be people. There's something to do. Yeah. There's some. There's because it's getting to... dark. It's dark by like seven. Now. Yeah. I know oh. it. I know it. Um, and also, you know, Joy, you were, you know, loving, uh, you know, on the. Kardashians, you like seeing the kitchens in their homes. I love it. Well, here's a show. It looks absolutely terrible, but you might like it for the thing. It's Maurizio (laughs) and his daughters bring the drama on a show called Buying Beverly Hills, and it's on Netflix. Oh. And um, so they're giving their daughters a chance to uh, star in a show. It starts November 4th, but uh, it just looked absolutely just terrible. I mean, we posted the trailer. You're hysterical. I won't watch it at all, but I mean, it is buying Beverly Hills, and they're going in. This is the part I was intrigued. And they're like buying homes that people have lived there for 40 or 50 years and nothing's been done. And they need a real estate agent who has a vision. Yes. And so they're trying to build the daughters as having house vision when they're like, you know, 28, 29. Well, you would have it by then. You would know what works and what doesn't. Oh, fun. I I love that. And I like Mauricio. I can't help it. He's easy to look at. Yes, he is. There you go. (laughs) All right. There's, we've caught you up on uh, TV. When we come back, uh, well, we still have a couple of TV and a little music. And a little music. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Also, Julia, if you, Want to see an amazing closet? 
on like episode three of Bling Empire, okay. which dropped all their you know the episodes on Friday. Mimi's closet at her Newport mansion. I, I, I was like, I couldn't. My jaw was dropping. <laughs> my jaw was dropping. It made. I feel like we've seen a peek into the Kardashians' closets, you know, and refrigerators and refrigerators and garages. Yeah, and and we've seen Seriously, other people. Lisa Vanderpump had a really yes. nice closet, but this is, I mean, honey, right. these the 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 bling empire cast money is above it is they are so rich the one you know the one gal is on dancing with the star christine chu she should be a beverly hills housewife oh she's one of the dancers and well, how would we know we can't see it i know what i just hate Who's that but anyway the, uh it, the disney bowl i do love that damn bling I've got it if you guys want it what huh? i've got disney if you want it Okay, well, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, I, it's for work just, it's a, it just makes me mad. I think it's all being done to get, you know, I think Tyra had a three year contract. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I really do yeah. think she had a three year producing contract. Because I would rather watch that than, you know, Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise. Are you guys liking that? Yes. Is I it am. holding you guys? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I'm quite enjoying the uh, <laughs> drama. I wish there'd be more sex. I mean, there's not even barely any making out. Barely. I don't know what these people are waiting for. Are but, they giving them drinks like fountains? Like no, they used they're to? not drinking as <laughs> that much. That must no. be the reason. Because remember, they used to just have a fountain of alcohol. Yeah. I think that that was intentional. Do you not, think so? Yeah. Because yeah, think of how much more babysitting you have to do when they're all lit Everyone's up. drunk. You know, you can't That's have true. your, you can't produce your stories as well when they're schnibbered up, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a new show um, called The Empress on Netflix. Have and you watched it? Yeah, I watched like two of them last night. And it's based on the emperor, an emperor of, of um, France, Austria, oh, France, okay. and his mother. And then he falls in love with, um, this his cousin, his cousin, not the one that he's supposed to marry, but the second sister. cousin. Yeah, the okay. sister. Okay. And so, and she's odd, and so um, delightfully unique. Is this like Bridgerton? Like Bridgerton meets The Crown meets. I think it's based on a true story because okay. they're saying from her to Princess Diana, the tragic lives of royal women are eternally captivated. This sounds like right up my alley. And it's beautifully shot. Oh, my God. Well, I saw a trailer because if you watch, it was like trending top 10 this weekend on Netflix. Right. Yep. I do like that little scroll mm. of things. Because then know, I need to, to know what we should be watching. Right, kind of. And I, and I remember thinking, mm, that looks like a show I'd like. And Case even said, he goes, oh, there's a show for you. You can just tell by the trailer. Basically, the book it covered yeah. the book. You can. And uh, listen, you know what? I uh, this is a little hot story. So, um, the Crown season five, the one that's filming right now, yes. is going. So, it's no secret that Prince Philip right. had other women. Right. We see this in the Crown right. season two. Season three, you know, he had many special friends over the years. And one of his most special friends was this, is this woman, Penelope Natchbull. And I'm not saying Snatchbull, Natchbull is her name. She's sometimes (laughs) called Countess Mountbatten or Penny Brayborn. And she and Prince Philip were special friends for many years, decades, really. She was a constant companion for Philip after he retired to Wood Farm. Now, he didn't retire until he was like 92. I know it, remember? And none of this, 
Uh, so she was very close to Queen Elizabeth, too. Yeah. I mean, the queen was happy. Philip had a friend who was discreet and knew the rules. And after he died, Penelope Penny Natchbull sat next to Queen Elizabeth at Prince Philip's funeral. So in season five. He sat alone. Well, yeah, but she was right behind him, right behind him. And she also sat next to the queen at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. They are friends. because Anyway, but we are going to see Prince Philip and Penny Natchbull getting it on. In season five Seems of the crown, right now after the queen queen just passed, well, I think that's what people are having a fit over. Probably. But they're both, but both, both of them are gone right now. And, and this is fiction, and and, and no, but it's that it is known that they were companions. She lived at Wood Farm mm-hmm. with him, but I mean, she was eighty nine and he was ninety two. She was just the person he would who, talk to. Yeah, exactly. He'd walk with right, and um, anyway, so. People in the UK are mad that this is going to be on the crown, but I mean, we've known Philip had a wandering wooden scepter, but he was very discreet about it, and so were his women. He wasn't like his son, Charles. You're so funny, you know? Laura. You're no, so, it's true. You're so funny. So oh, anyway, no. just no, and so the 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 royal people in the UK are just like throwing. So many bows and arrows and darts at the crown that I'm like, you guys are talking yourself into having just, the best series. They're going to have the most viewership ever. Just let it go. I literally think there is someone hired to make up headlines about Megan and Harry all weekend long. Oh, yeah. But I do think there's a little bit of a, um, on their part, on um, the royal family, the Sussex's part, probably wanting to maybe do some editing. I do believe that in the book. In his memoir. Oh, I, I, you know what? I don't even believe the damn book is done. There you go. I hope. I it really isn't. don't yeah. because I he. How can he get a book written, written that, that quickly? Well, Britney's they said is already done and it's coming out in January. I don't, yeah. No, remember it wasn't coming out in January because of the paper shortage, which is code for that the book isn't written yet. That's <laughs> why <laughs> like people are canceling okay. concerts. They can't sell tickets. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have to always be paper reading shortage. between the lines, That's people. Because right. we talked to a publisher and I said, "Well, tell me about the paper shortage." Yeah, and there <laughs> isn't. You know, because we had one book postponed six months. Yeah, because of the paper shortage. Did you see your boyfriend, Colin? Farrell come on stage at uh Brendan Gleason was the host of SNL this weekend. I don't even he they were in the movie in Bruges together. They've oh, been in a couple yes. movies together. They're both Irish yes. and he's gonna be on the couch tonight, my boyfriend. Yeah, Colin, because the movie in us at NS whatever it's gonna be at the Twin Cities Film Festival. Yes. I don't these two are in the movie together. Okay. And Willow performed Grant and she was amazing. Oh yeah? She really was yeah. she rocking it out or pop like more was she, she was rocking it out. She okay. she played that song we played on Friday. Oh yeah. And uh which was like a pop ballad that turns into a rock anthem. It yeah. was the craziest you know, musical ride. But then she did one of her poppy songs. So she was good and it was so. It was okay, you know. But I, I, we're. It's all new cast members, and he's going to be Colin Farrell is going to be on Stephen Colbert. Tonight. Yeah, good. I'm glad he came mm-hmm. out in just the most luxurious mustache, and I thought, be stilled my heart. But it was fake. I mean, oh. it was full on porn okay. star oh, 70s funny. stash. My secret. Um, 
That's my weakness. Um, she likes, yeah, a good, yeah. A good Tom Selleck, one could yes, say. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 70s porn star stash. I don't know what it is. Well, I guess I could, you know, I could Freudian, like, guess what that is. You know, her sexual experiences. <laughs> That's what I Yeah. Yeah. Texture. It's got Right. I was like, what do you mean a mustache rate is only five cents? I don't understand. <laughs> we don't even look at the time. We don't even know what you're talking about, you two. Uh, you too. Perfect timing. Perfect for the timing. Oh, Lord. All Lord. right. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 